Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. I think my bigger problem was at a certain point I was asking myself, why do I care? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, we'll 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 jump into this because we all have opinions. Uh hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books on Firewater podcast. We are at the auspicious quote unquote end of the <laughs> um the run of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Uh you saga of the Swamp Thing. Saga of the it Swamp Thing. It was something. Mm-hmm. Yes. Something else started um, with S. Yes. Um useful information to know about this is at the time that he was writing this, he was also writing Watchmen. So methinks his uh focus was elsewhere um well and fun fact not every issue he wrote no he did yeah they alter there's a few alternates in um with john Bissett, i think yes, covers a couple writers uh yeah, yeah. and and the, there's a couple of them, like there's one and one of my least favorite issues says based on the story of this guy this guy this guy this guy and this guy and i was like wow it took like six guys to come up with this shit wow that's a wild <laughs> um anyway uh we have our standard group here we have i don't know why i pronounced it that way um we have todd we have lena we have adam we have me i am brian um and the background who cannot hear us we have clark playing a video game behind adam hi clark we have have sammy over here who's her halloween costume of being a basic white bitch oh nice Um, and she's adorable yes So we should make her our mascot. We should um, include her somehow. I don't know if I've sent it to you, uh, Lana, but I know I showed Todd. We bought bat wings for my cat because it's a black cat and yeah. she fucking hates them. The funniest thing is like she, my cat, if you put anything, because we have a harness too. And like, if you put a harness on her, that is like, that is like, a baby, she's just seized. Like you put this harness on her and she just lies on the ground. She does not think she can yeah. move. She is like, I am compressed. I cannot do anything. I And, and so she has these wings on and then we have to kind of like freak her out or offer her treats for her to run in them which is adorable and then these floppy little wings that go along behind her as she runs but like otherwise she just sits there and whines at us like why did you do this to me why uh, that's how bruce was too i bought years ago i bought bruce a little like sweater thing and jason uh-huh. was always like what are you doing to this cat and every time i tried to put anything on bruce he would I, he'd stand up and then you would just flop over yep and he yep. just wouldn't move. And I was just yeah. like, it's not. Like, take out the trash. Todd, take out the trash. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so. Here's your reminder. Take out the trash. Please leave that in. <laughs> Alexa's a bitch, man. Yeah. She's going to tell you. <laughs> well, see, yeah, she is. And Clark's got the, he bought the Samuel L. Jackson voice. Oh, nice. Oh, no. So some of it is just like, you can be like, hey, because uh, it's hey Samuel instead of hey Alexa. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's your favorite word? He's like, motherfucker, you know what my motherfucking favorite <laughs> word is. Uh, but it'll have like a deeper voice for yeah. him. And we'll be down there watching TV. And we have, he has these two little, uh, like a Roomba and like a, a mop one mm-hmm. that he got from this company. He named them Timmy and Tommy. And it's like, Clark, reminder, Timmy will be sweeping tonight. Pick up all dog toys. <laughs> like, but yeah, I uh, I still love DJ Roomba from uh, Parks and Rec. Like, I really want it's to do awesome. that. <laughs> yeah, DJ Roomba's great. So anyway, Adam, what is our cocktail for this week? Yeah, because I kind of felt this book went out on a whimper. I decided we should have a drink that will go out on a bang. So mm-hmm. that is our drink this week. You take a shaker with no ice. You're going to add two ounces of vodka. Vodka, you can use tequila. I don't like tequila. Uh, one ounce of St. Germain. 
Uh, and then you add in uh, three or four slices of habanero pepper, however much you like. Mm -hmm. You're going to take that. You're going to muddle it really well, fill the shaker with ice, shake the shit out of it, strain into a glass filled with ice. You're going to top with uh, one can of San Pellegrino blood orange sparkling water and then stir and garnish with a jalapeno slice. I will say that that San Pellegrino, that's the best of the San Pellegrinos is the blood orange. In my yes, it is. Opinion. Oh, that's so, good. But yeah, so it's, it, it is definitely going to be spicy, but it will give you a bang, which is more than this book does. So. Gotcha. Cool. Um, who has a drinking game rule for this one? Because I have my own. I'm I'm Todd here. It's um, guess who likes struts? <laughs> <laughs> Alan can finally like afford drugs. them. That's what happened. As the series goes on, he can finally afford drugs. And that's why this episode like, just wow, this. Someone yeah. is liking their DMT. Yeah. Okay, Lana. So. Uh, am I having a stroke? <laughs> uh, every time you see like gibberish or anything, and you're just like, "Wait, I, mm -hmm. am I reading this right?" Take a drink. The first issue, um, little sips. Yes, L very, okay. very little sips. So, yeah. Uh, mine is called "Thank God This Isn't a Visual Medium." Uh, every time there's a long <laughs> run of just descriptions <laughs> and interior monologue, and no actual dialogue, and nothing fucking happening on the page. Page, take a drink. You mean that, and that whole issue was like oh, one several whole issues. issue. There's yeah. several issues that are like that. Oh. Like you know, it's like the uh, ending to 2001: Space Odyssey. I'm gonna pretend like I Same. said that and be like, yeah, totally. Because I haven't seen that. I'll be honest. <laughs> you I haven't, haven't seen, seen Space seen Odyssey. Either. I haven't, which is weird. Like, because I love Kubrick. I love a lot. Well, a lot of his stuff. I love. Um, but I haven't seen that one for so some odd reason. Huh. I think like I tried watching it when I was 27 young. minutes. There's no uh -huh. dialogue. Oh, gotcha. It's, there's no dialogue for the last 20. So it's like the reverse of Eraserhead. Sure, but good. Yeah. yeah, well, okay. That's my favorite thing about, like, Eraserhead, they used to have people return the videos to the video store all the time because they thought the video was, like, was uh, effective, not knowing that there is no sound for, like, the first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, no, there's a lot of sound. There's just no dialogue. Oh, is that what it is? Yes, he's uh, traveling through space and time, and it's a weird, trippy split. That's uh, Lynch, gotcha. right? Isn't that David Lynch? Yeah, that is. That's a racer okay. head. Yeah. The yeah. Kubrick is the Space Odyssey one. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Uh, yeah. When did Space Odyssey come out? In 2001. That's why it's called 2001. No. <laughs> little pervert aren't you like every time there's something sexual or gross sex wise whether that's swamp thing getting raped or the one dude at the beginning who's just like so obsessed with the curves and the sex with the one princess lady uh take a drink yeah Adam Strange. Is that you know, what it is? I don't know. Yeah, it's Adam yeah. Strange. It's Adam Strange going, I really love this girl. We can't talk worth shit, but I love this mm -hmm. girl. Yeah. Now they can't talk about it. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, Lena, <clears throat> what are your thoughts? Because I have a feeling that the text message you sent us was the most apropos description of this book I think I have ever seen. Like, okay. I was I was walking the yeah. dog and I read that and went, yep, that's dead on. Yep, that's right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what did I just read? <laughs> So for context for all our listeners, um, my text to everyone when I finished the book was, uh, did I have a seizure or are yeah. they speaking gibberish? <laughs> and I have 
to be honest. It was, this was, because I was like, why? I don't, I don't care. Like, I can't read what they're saying. Like, I don't understand what they're saying. I don't know what's going on. It's just pictures. I came in at a weird part. Of, like, it, it was just a lot. So then, um, but I did notice that was in the first issue. And then when he went to the, like, plant planet, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, um, they had little carrots on either side. So mm-hmm. it, so you knew that they were talking in another language, but mm-hmm. the text was in English. And I was like, see, you know, now you can tell this is somebody different that wrote this because... Yeah. Um, what the hell? So, yeah. So it was. It was not bad per se. Um. But it's just a weird. It's like he tied up everything at the very end. But the um. The overall, we went very much sci-fi mm-hmm. in this, and not horror. Yeah. Which, fun fact, not really the biggest fan of sci-fi either. <laughs> um, oh. So. <laughs> I was just and you're like, on the show. It's amazing. I know. I feel like everybody that listens is probably like, Lena, why the fuck are you on this podcast? Um, because she goes back down to earth. That's yeah. why. <laughs> she gives it the because they asked me to be on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and um, and again, if you're playing the lovely drinking game of every time Lena says, I have no idea what the fuck was going on. This is the perfect book for that. Yeah. Because I swear to God, through most of the issues, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Um, I did look at Goodreads because I was like, please tell me somebody understood this. And yeah. there were plenty of people that understood it. And it was very mixed reviews on yeah. the last volume. Um, there's people- always, and, and there's the, the thing, uh, speaking of the good reviews thing, I don't know if you saw this, but I noticed there was also a lot of um, people who were just like, it's brilliant just because it was Alan Moore and didn't mm-hmm. really put any other context behind that. There were some people who had right. genuine good you know, reviews of it one way or the other, but there was a bunch of people being like it's alan moore i fucking love it and you're like "Mm, but yeah no there was one review i really liked and um i think i still have it up on my on my ipad but basically he even said he was like for the entire series as a whole it's wonderful like even the last even with the the not great you know Mm -hmm. last volume which Mm -hmm. he he gave the last volume a three out five mm-hmm. um which i think is fair but and he was but he was like but he tied up the loose ends we got to see everything how it ends it was a he was all in all it's a really great series but this last volume was <laughs> very <laughs> strange and i was like yeah. that's i feel yeah um this was not written for me so um this is not something i would have ever picked up if mm-hmm. i wasn't forced to read it for this show <laughs> so um yeah. Um, with that said, I was happy to see that him and Abby get reunited at the mm-hmm. end. Spoiler alert. Um, and that sex scene is a little strange. Hence my drinking game. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was really, I was like, okay, now I feel really like, I feel like I'm looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. Now. Yeah. Like before everyone was all up in arms and I think it was volume three, three or four that they were like all up in arms that she was eating one of those yams or whatever that came oh, yeah. off mm-hmm. of him. And this time she eats it and then they have sex. And it's, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm okay. Like we could have skip this part. I'm good. Um, Did I ever talk about the fact how much that really weirded me out about eating the yams? Like it caused a visceral reaction to me of like, yeah. Yeah. And this was worse. This was like, 
like, oh, okay. I just, I don't, I didn't need to see this really. Okay. So um, I don't want to say it's a bad book. I don't think it's bad, um, but it felt super disjointed. And mm-hmm. so, and the only parts of it that I really liked were, was really the beginning when you saw him kind of come alive and he like brought, he like re like planted. I don't even know. Something. Yeah. 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 Revitalized. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I'm brain dead. Um, that was interesting. And I liked seeing him back with Abby at the end, minus the sex scene. Um, but the rest of it just felt super disjointed. And I get it because he was like flying through space and time to get back to Earth is mm-hmm. my assumption in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I didn't understand what the fuck was going on. So um the whole Metron you know. Mobius chair, the Oh god, the that whole, I was like, yeah. what? I was like, what is this? And then I'm sure these are characters that if you're like real into DC, you might know who they are, but I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know who any of these people are. The like hawk woman person and her hawk girl. girl. Was that hawk girl? That's hawk girl and hawk yeah. man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she had no shirt on. She just yeah. had suspenders. That really bothered me because <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't feel like it was supportive at all. You're like, how do you go into battle in that shit? Yeah. I well, and it's yeah. just again, it felt very very male gazy, and it just kind of was just like okay, well, yeah, whatever, and. Although knowing that Alan Moore did uh, Watchmen or did Watchmen, mm-hmm. it's surprising that they are scantily clad. Mm-hmm. Um, Alana, who was the woman that Adam Strange was, I guess, married mm-hmm. to. I didn't realize they were married until mm-hmm. Swamp Thing said your wife. And I was like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Um, she like barely ever had clothes on uh, when like she there were a lot of times where you just saw her like naked back. And, and then they showed him like. I don't know the one the one frame of Adam Strange taking his shirt off. I was like, this feels like a scene from Riverdale, but whatever. Um, <laughs> or that Pugmasium book we read. That oh yeah, read. Pug Pug Endium. The yeah. Pug Endium. Yeah. Yes, yes. She never had her clothes on. She just kind of trolloped. Trolloped yeah. from the bed. So she no. was she a trollop though? Well, no, she was just no. kind of lounging. But but I feel like with Lizzie that, did. it felt very much like that was a part of her kind of a culture or yeah culture or whatever was that was what they did because it wasn't just her it was like everyone in her society was like that so it it that's when i when i was like oh this makes sense it gives a little bit more context so i'm like "Mm," i'm still like okay whatever but at least it makes sense this was just like uh okay this just feels very like we'll keep them with the side boob like that's Uh all i like you know we'll keep their attention with the side boob and i was like okay whatever um because you couldn't read what was happening so you had to have side boob to distract you yeah and you know what adam that is probably (laughs) extremely accurate Can you imagine being the artist and reading this and going, I'm going to salvage this? Yeah. Well, it's what he did with uh, Cross 100 when he, um, Alan Moore took over, like, what happened in the Cross world 100 years later was Mm -hmm. everyone's speaking this weird, like, pig Latin English mixed in with nonsense words. Sure. I read one issue. I'm like, nope, I'm out. And that was when I was really kind of into the cross series. I was like, I know what the fuck's going on. Like, yeah, there's, you can see the panels, but it's like, okay, there's a story here. And apparently I need to break out my lexicon and start 
you know, cracking these ciphers because it makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. I'd also like to call bullshit that language does not evolve that fast. Not over a hundred years now. No, not over a hundred years. Like the language we speak now, although there is a few phrases, it's the same language our great grandparents spoke. You know what I mean? As far as like, it's, it's like, I, there's a. How about them gams? Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, 23 <laughs> skidoo. Um, but, uh, there is. I mean- there's a, a thing where like it was it was a question of like how far back can you go as an English speaker and still understand what is being said, you know, like basically still be able to communicate. And it's pretty decently far back. I mean, I you mean, have to go back before Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Shakespeare is a thing. I mean, it takes us a minute, don't get me wrong, yeah. before I'm like, oh, okay. But anyway, well, Shakespeare also point. wrote not the way that they talked either. Yeah. Right. That was like extremely stylized. And if you yeah. can figure that out, you yeah. pretty much know okay. that yeah. the, and, the and he when they talk, you can figure it out. And Shakespeare wrote trash. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he wrote so I hard. also don't think he was only one person, but that's a whole other conversation. I kind of lean with you on that one too, but you know, whatever. Different, yeah. different story, different times. Uh, Todd, what's your counterpoint? All right. So, as, as uh, Adam <laughs> done enough of his, uh, how do you oh, no, I, I, I want Adam no, to go. I was gonna do oh. like I was gonna do, uh, or do you want Adam? Do you want to do you want to go first before Todd tries to you know tell us how we're so, all yeah. wrong? Well, it was kind of funny because uh, a couple issues ago, it was probably two episodes ago when things kind of wrapped and we're like, you know, where does yeah. this go? And I, I threw out my crazy idea, which didn't come true, of course. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think it would. Uh, I will say it did have the satisfying ending. I'm glad he finally got home. Got to mm-hmm. be with Abby and got to you know live their life and be happy. And we've talked before about some comics where it's not about the destination. It's a, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. This one's the opposite. Like I cared about the destination. I really didn't give a shit about the journey. Like I got halfway through, and honestly, with these books, even though they're bigger books, they're 200 pages plus. Sometimes they're still fast reads. And about halfway through, right after he gets raped by the weird machine planet thing, right. I had to put it down for a second, and I was like, Why do I fucking care anymore? Like my give a fuck got up and left kind of thing. And so the last rest of it was just a slog. Like I just, I, my interest was gone. And for me, it felt like a really left a sour taste in my mouth for the whole series. Cause so far I've, I've loved every second of it. We've had some really good deep conversations, especially about the mm-hmm. first one. And you know, the fallout of the, the last one where Abby's being arrested for sleeping with a plant. And again, how modern days we have only fans. That's nothing. I uh, wouldn't even bat an eye to it. It just really put me off the entire series. Almost. And as much as, I still look back and there's still a lot of good that I enjoy and it didn't make me be like okay no one should ever read this because it's all shit it's like especially knowing that and looking at that other writers came in and took over for him because he was doing other things and arguably Watchmen is his magnum opus like I don't think that that is the answer by the way really yeah he is over Watchmen. Oh, well, tough shit. You made money. Uh, <laughs> it kind of it reminds me a little bit of uh, the, the rise of Skywalker. It was like nothing that anyone could ever do is going to cap it off in a way that's going to make everyone happy. I mean, obviously, Rise of Skywalker is over 40 years, so it's a bit of a, it's a bit more of a wider arc and a wider story arc. But it's and almost a like they, yeah, yeah, no, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> it almost felt like it with this, the same way that one did, is that they knew where they wanted to end, but didn't know how to get there. And because Alan Moore was in and out, he wasn't able I'm sure he had some input but at the end of the day he's not the one writing it so where do they want to go maybe he did write himself into a corner maybe he was distracted I don't know it just didn't live up to what had come before and it really felt like well let's try this and they this, they threw spaghetti at the wall on a bunch of note cards and it sucked to three of them kind of like that Family Guy episode where they talk about how South Park makes their oh no South Park where Family Guy makes their jokes with the manatees mm-hmm. and they just pull three random balls out and that's the joke mm-hmm. that's kind of what this felt like they threw something at the wall it hit three different note cards and and that's 
organizer plot for this book. And I get he was traveling through space and he had to go through time and everything else. I, I didn't care about Darkseid. What did that have to do with anything? I'm sure it was a tie into some other comic going on with the, the anti-life equation. So at the end, even though I didn't like this book nearly as much, and I think it has lots of problems, it did give a good ending. I did enjoy that, sans sexing. And it's still a good series. I just think it could have ended stronger. That would have made it, it would have elevated the series even further to be where, like, hey, this is a classic read you must do. Because it's, it's a lot to read. It's 1,200 pages. So mm-hmm. if you're going to invest that much time in something, there's got to be a payoff that makes sense. And this one really didn't. So. so Adam, as you were talking, I don't know exactly what you said, but something sparked in me. I know exactly how I can describe how I feel about this book. This book Go is like the last season and a half of How I Met Your Mother. Yes. It's like, yes, that, it's like there is an ending. They kind of got pushed for time. They need more stuff to do. And then, of course, the other thing that I really don't like about this is the same reason I don't like the end of How I Met Your Mother. You take a character who is based in the swamp and you take him and put him somewhere else completely for the last part of the book, which is the same thing in How I Met Your Mother. It's like they're all based around this bar in this apartment. Now what do you do? You take him and you shove him up somewhere else and they're all out of their element. And so it's like you take everything that was the core of that story and move it somewhere else. So... Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I think is there's this weird thing that happens in this book with the sex scene in particular, where she gets Mm -hmm. accused of this and you're like, well, this is fucking bullshit. Like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like, she loves this guy, whatever. And then you see this and you kind of go, they might have had a point for arresting her. That might, that is a little (laughs) icky. You know? I don't, I'm not here to be the moral police, but that, I I get it. You're getting old. uh, Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Okay. But see, and you, you actually made a really good point because, you know, with the How I Met Your Mother uh, analogy is that How I Met Your Mother is still a great show. Yes. And I still go back and I've rewatched parts of it and I do want to do a full rewatch up until the last season. And I don't want to cherry yep. pick certain yep. episodes that I want to watch. It's like the same with this. There are some parts of it I want to cherry pick and go back and revisit because I thought they were kind of interesting and cool, but it just didn't feel as necessary as it could have been. So, yep. yeah, that's actually probably one of the best ways you could put that. So, <laughs> okay, Todd, counterpoint. Now it's time for the heavy lifting. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Show, show your work. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it with crust. You got to do it with swamp things. Oh, yeah. So it's um, so as we go into it is I rather enjoyed this and there's a little bit of that 2001 I had talked about here. But at the end of the last volume, he had um, he was he knew he was going on a journey and he wasn't able to head right home. So he meets Adam Strange, who is another DC character. And this volume actually ties quite a bit back into the DC universe that um, you had the Gotham event where it was in with the DC universe. And before that, Justice League members would just kind of sprinkle just mm-hmm. slightly here and there. But it was a lot of the um, DC Earth. And then you have Swamp Thing in space, which is a great motif in it all. And it tied itself into the DC cosmic. So the story was very much stand on its own. And yet it still had things tying it into the rest of the DC universe of going, this is part of the fabric and it is interwoven. Um, sometimes the greatest strengths of shared universes is shared universe. And the greatest weakness is it's a shared universe. And do you tie things together so closely that you um, don't, if you haven't read everything, you don't understand? Or is it so loose that, yeah, they're kind of connected but it doesn't matter at all and there's two different ways of thought and this kind of sat itself in and out of that for much of it is it doesn't really matter but sometimes says oh yeah the here are some other things where it comes together and 
the um, point tying it into the greater is you've got Metron on his Mobius chair, and it's the seat of all knowledge, and he's one of the celestials, and that's its whole thing. And even they're going as this guy is something a little unique, and he is something special within the groups of unique, special individuals there. It was kind of a recognition in its own way of, in some ways, Swamp Thing is on a similar playing field as um, Metron and everything else and go into the source. So it, as much as like, I don't know who these characters are, what was being um, attempted to show there, whether or not it was successful is all on you, is how important or how, you know, I don't like power settings. It's not Dragon Ball Z or anything. <laughs> but what is this character as he's trying to figure out how do I get home? How do I solve this? And um, I'll get to that first. So he's on the planet Ram where you've got Hawkman and Hawkgirl and Adam Strange. And the Thanagarians of Hawkman and hot girl wants something from the people of ran and it's a little bit dubious uh swamp thing shows up and he's able to become the uh you know the third option that causes a lot of disdain and you go you know Hawkman and hot girl maybe they're not the greatest of people and he's able to rejuvenate revitalize everything at the end of the day but um of a fish out of water what he had talked about lex luther's people in the end of the previous volume had cut his connection with the green earth so his consciousness exists, and yet there is nothing tying him to anywhere. So he is utterly alone for the first time a Swamp Thing that he didn't even realize he was before, mm -hmm. as he's on these different planets. And you're watching something with a language you don't understand, and I don't know what the hell they were saying. You just kind of make it up in your own mind. But it kind of shows us how alone was Swamp Thing. He doesn't even get the most basic parts of that going on. And it's, I think, what it, Hugh Allen was trying to do is... What can you do with a comics medium that doesn't really translate into any other medium mm -hmm. here? So, because if this was just a uh, written word novel, it would have expressed itself quite a bit differently. And if it was a film, I think it would have been different yet again, right? Or, you know, moving pictures. So he was trying to do what can comics do that only comics can do? Yeah. And is it a little avant-garde black box theater stuff? Yeah, this is some avant-garde black box theater <laughs> shit. It's not for everybody, but he was he was swinging for a few things, and somebody was like, I don't get it, it's dumb. And that's fine, because if you don't get it, it's dumb, that's fine. So he's going, he's trying to find himself. He, um, as he's going through, he gets raped and he goes through these things as he goes through, he experiences nirvana, self-actualization to the highest degree. And he's journeying in his way home and he gets highest point of the hill and he comes home and he's like, you're this, not quite omnipotent, but you're this amazing being. What does he really want to do? He wants to go home. He wants to be with his girl. And he wants to be with those that he loves. She's happy. He's happy. And it's, as everything else is going on in, it does wrap it up kind of beautifully. But it's, I can be anywhere. I can do anything. And yet, what I want to be and what I want to do is here back home. Mm -hmm. And I found that incredibly sweet and incredibly romantic. And I'm like, oh, this is just a beautiful thing. It ties it back in. So when the next author and group takes back over, it kind of resets a lot of things at the same time, too. Mm -hmm. Because even as he was learning everything, he says, I had to cut a lot of it away because I kept what I needed to survive. And then the re I left the rest, let the rest go. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, it reset Swamp Thing from this ultimate being down to this much simpler where he, um, he really wanted to be. And he found a moment and a place of happiness. And it was a wild and strange journey for him. 
And I think Alan was trying to make it a wild, strange journey for us, every bit at the same time of what is this experiencing? It's like, this is so foreign. This is so weird. What's going on? And that's the exact same thing he was going through. So I was weirded out and everything here, but I thought this was such a, um, and was his attention elsewhere near the end? Sure. Did he stick the landing as well as he should have? I don't know. Sometimes, uh, probably not. Um, some people say uh, James Joyce's Ulysses is either the greatest thing ever written or the worst. Is this uh, Ulysses by James Joyce? Maybe a little. That's what I have to say about it. Okay. I will say there is one thing I sort of, I appreciated from this book, um, and it's a lesson that I learned. Because, like, you know, I've read, we all have read comics enough that we thought, oh, what would be a cool, interesting story? Or if I could write comics, what yeah. would I do? And I always was interested in the concept of being able, to, and I think it's partially just because of, I don't know, my interest in pop art as well, of being able to do a comic uh-huh. that each page was its own page and then you sort of followed it all through there's an issue in here where everything is just one page and it is one of the most boring things i've ever fucking read and i'm like okay so that idea may not work it may work in a different <laughs> way but in this particular this one didn't work it, it, i don't that that issue in particular i was like okay well that's definitely not the way to do that if you were ever going to try uh, if you do want to try that um there's a recent issue of tom taylor's nightwing that the entire issue is one continuous page uh-huh oh interesting the whole book it's 24 pages of one page. Does do the pages link together? So theoretically, you could print them all out in one line yeah. and read the whole book. Oh, that's cool. Hmm. That's really cool. So, um, how well or not? He says it was a pain in the butt and took a lot of work. They were only doing it once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do we want to do two grades, one for this book and then one for the series? Yeah, that sounds like a great call. Let's start sure. with this book. Um, for this book, Lena, what is your grade? For me, I'm going to give it a C. I just, okay. you know, I just didn't. Sure. It was too disjointed for me. Okay. Mr. Adam. So this is one where Todd won me over a bit. So I did <laughs> I did slightly raise my grade to a B minus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's the weakest one of the bunch. But that being said, it is understandable that he was trying to make us feel how Swamp Thing felt as far as the yeah. journey he was going through was the same journey we had to go through. So it makes more sense in that way. I still think it's the weakest part of this series. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with also, uh, I'm going to probably go with a C plus. Um, I think the ideas are still interesting and valid and good, but I think the execution on this one suffers. Um, and Mr. Todd, I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, it's one of the things I'll go back through again and going, all right, what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And if it's a book that wants me to spend more time, I'll give it a higher grade. Okay. And then for the overall series, uh, Mr. Todd, we will uh, start with you. It's an A. This thing is great. I mean, it came out in the 80s. It's it's awesome. It's um it's six volumes in the collected form that we've read it. And it um I can see why it sticks out. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um, Mr. Adam. Uh, I'm gonna go with the A minus. Again, dropping a tiny bit because of the last issue or the last book, but no, it's it's incredible. It's great to go through. And I was never really a Swamp Thing fan. I mean, I'd mm-hmm. seen the movie. I did read a couple of the books when the new 52 came out. It just never really hit for me. This mm-hmm. made it hit. So I, overall, I love it. I think it's great. There's just, it doesn't quite stick the landing. Cool. Lena. Uh, I'm going to say B plus. So um, mm-hmm. my caveats being the last issue. And then I know it came out in the 80s. There are certain things that feel very... 80s? <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Uh, from a, you know, from a, you know, our, our feminist here. So that like, it's just, it was a little more male gazy with some of the stuff and, and very slut shamey in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that respect, I, you know, and I, and given, of you know, when it was written in its time, things were obviously different, but um, going off of, of how I am B plus not bad. Cool. And if, if you hey, go off the good. art, the art in itself, 
I would say A. Um, yeah. The art yeah, all the way amazing. through, e- even even with the the disjointed everything, the art is fabulous all the way through. So yeah, there was that one shot where he is like sitting in the bayou and he's got the faces blue and in the background, like oh is this the background? And then it comes back in again, it's like oh it's his face, and you're like. I bet that took fucking forever to draw. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot is, of details in here. You're like, that took forever. The that art took in this is extremely impressive. And so, mm-hmm. in that respect, I want to, my B plus really is on the writing. Um, from a from an art aspect, it is an A. It is it is a, a plus really. The the detail and everything that they go through that had to have taken a ton of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, I'm probably gonna go with a, a an A minus in general. I think um, the the ending is a little rough. I think I think there are reasons why it stands out. I think it holds up relatively well, except for some cultural um, maybe missteps that haven't aged as well. But um, I do think as far as uh, taking the concept of uh, comic books and also like the idea of a horror character and sort of reinventing it in a very interesting and unique way, I think is uh, still very well done and very interesting and impressive. So. Uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, then uh, next week we are going to be reading Marvel Zombies Christmas Carol, um, <laughs> and then we're going to take a little bit break for Christmas. So, uh, which will be nice because we, you know, we actually want to like see our families and shit, and you know, yeah. I don't get to go see my family. Well, neither do I. But don't be whiny about it, Eeyore. It's going to be okay. okay. We'll get Eeyore. you new. We'll get you a new bow for your tail. It'll be great. So. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. 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 You copped out on that, Todd. You're so <laughs> really proud of yourself. Did. Yeah, that shit in green over there. You're so proud of yourself. <laughs> being like, yep, I phoned it in. Fuck you. I mean, technically, are we all phoning it in since we're on Zoom? Whoa! Todd's the one who does the dad jokes here, sir. You're out of your element, Donnie. Oh, my God. Donnie? Yeah, from the Big Lebowski.